This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubbin and Joe Shasky coming at you every week with all your best Giants content. Make sure you're liking, reviewing, subscribing, sharing, telling everybody about it because we got about a month left of this season and there's definitely going to be lots of fun stuff to be talking about as this episode is suggesting. Uh, all part of the Odyssey Sports Network here at 95.7 The Game. Before we get out of here, I want to just touch on a couple of uh, Giants pitchers. Uh, Kyle Harrison, Logan Webb. Just want to throw a couple thoughts here before we get out. Kyle Harrison, he's starting tonight against the Reds. Uh, I haven't decided when I'm going to release this episode yet. Maybe it'll be in a minute. Maybe it'll be tomorrow morning. Uh, But either way, Kyle Harrison makes his home debut uh, tonight on Monday night, uh, August 28th, against the Reds. But he made his Major League debut in Philly last Tuesday. Shasky, what were your initial thoughts of uh, Kyle Harrison and his debut? I thought it looked good. I'm 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 excited for what I'm seeing from the young man. I mean, I know it's only a three inning appearance, but I think that the guy's got tremendous promise uh, for 21, 22 years old. Like, what's not to like? I mean, he's a, he's a lefty who can sling it. And uh, the next thing you know, I'm looking at him. He's got a nice fastball. He's got a nice slider. I think the changeup and slider both need a lot of work. But clearly, to me, there's something to work with there. Is, is he the next Bumgarner? Is he the next Andy Pet? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I just you know, want to see the kid pitch. I agree. You know, it's funny that you mentioned Bumgarner because, I mean, I'm, I'm horrible with player comps, and maybe what I'm about to say is going to be proof positive of that. But when I watch Kyle Harrison pitch, I see a smaller version of Madison Bumgarner, especially with that three-quarter delivery, the way he kind of slings it around the side. I like, see that too. Yeah, like Madison Bumgarner, one of the best descriptions I've ever heard about Madison Bumgarner's delivery. It's almost like he's throwing around the side of a barn. And that was that kind of delivery like that. is what really tripped up Vladimir Guerrero in the 2010 World Series. Is the only like first time ever that he struck out three times against a left-handed pitcher. That's how good Bumgarner was in that series. But Harrison has a very similar delivery, slings ball very well, can hit those upper 90s. Yeah, I'm very excited about Kyle Harrison, what he can do. And I do see a very a, a plus pitcher there who, along with him and Logan Webb, could be a very good one-two punch atop that rotation. One thing that's kind of interesting about what they're doing with, with Harrison here is how they're bringing him along innings-wise. Uh, he's only thrown five innings in the minors once. They do plan to kind of extend him a bit as they bring him up here. He threw 65 pitches in his first start. I asked Gabe Kapler about kind of what the plan is to current in terms of kind of extending him there. They are going to gradually kind of ramp him up. He always says, you know, Kapler's t- for, uh, uh, 
term he uses is the slow ramp up uh, mm-hmm. is what they're trying to do with Kyle Harrison. I don't know. What are your thoughts in terms of just kind of how they've been easing or, or managing Kyle Harrison's workload this year? I'm conflicted. I get you want to be careful with these guys' arms. Believe me, I really do. Like seeing Shawhay get a second Tommy John or on deck to get a second Tommy John. Like I understand being scared, but like also you got to build up some callus, bro. Yeah. Like the guy pitched 67 innings or 66 innings and had, you know, 25 appearances. It's less than three innings in appearance. What are we doing? I, how does my how does my 12U team log more innings than Kyle Harrison? Like seriously. Well, like, Okay, I have a theory to that, and it's like, where I wait, real quick. Don't you have to spar to be ready to go to war? I agree with you, and I think it's the way they're doing it. I think looks weird, but I think, and this is where, as much as I I don't like Farhan's strategies, I do still trust his ability to develop talent. I think he's done a good job there, and I think this fits into that. You you, you remember back in 2012 when the Nationals had an innings cap on Steven Strasburg, and then he hit 150 yeah. innings, and like, nope, you're done. We don't care if we're in a divisional race. I feel like the Giants, they really looked at Kyle Harrison and said, hey, when we're in the playoff race in September, we want Kyle Harrison to help us, you know, kind of get over the finish line there. Yeah, but so they I didn't feel complete like, the front end of the project. Stay in an NL West race. Well, that's I'll get to that in a second. But you're, <laughs> you, you see where I'm going with this. But yes, I, think I do. Let's say if they, if they put 150 inning cap on Kyle Harrison this year. What the Nationals did was pitch Strasburg until he hits 150. Okay, you're done. That's it. No more. What I feel like the Giants tried to do, though, is I don't know what the actual innings cap was. I'm just using 150 as an example. But let's say if it was 150 innings, they wanted to make sure that that 150th inning came at the very end of September and not in like the third week of August like it did with the Nationals and Strasburg. Now, if that's the plan where they wanted to kind of space things out that way, I feel like that kind of makes a little bit more sense in terms of just trying to ex- develop him in that sense. See, but this is where I have a problem. Raw dad, oh, 150 innings. Well, what if they're all cruise innings? Like, what if they're all stress innings and guys are on base? Like, are all innings created equal? No. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We see seven pitch innings. We see 28 pitch innings. We see 33 pitch innings. 14 pitch innings like that matters more than anything. Like I, I would ask this and I would love to hear Kapler's thoughts on this. When you're coming up with innings or pitch limits on guys, is that determining how many fastballs, how many sliders, how many changeups? Like what goes into that thought process? How many from the stretch? How many from the windup? Like, do you get where I'm going with this? Obviously, our goal is just to make sure that Kyle is going out there and having professional innings and being efficient with his pitches. I mean, that's and, and that's probably how it started off. But I did, I, again, I've asked Kapler about that in the past, and he always talks about how you know the the, the previous start and that pitch count kind of determines where they go in the next one. Nothing's ever set in stone. Yeah, uh, my guess is you would get a very long three and a half minute answer with you know about seventeen total seconds of useful information there. Um, but again, it's like we knew that they were going to baby Kyle Harrison. You know, we I think earlier this year, Farhan kind of talked about how we're, they're going to bring Harrison up very similar to how the Dodgers brought up Julio Urias. And it felt like Julio Urias was like forever, like two, three years away from getting that full workload. 
like her Urias was brought to the roster. But it was like two, three years before he was actually like getting sustainable innings. And I do understand the concept of limiting innings. Um, I, I didn't write this down, but I just did a quick dive. Shasta, did you know that in the before his age from his when he debuted to his age 24 season, Justin Verlander averaged like 160 innings per season, whereas guys like Madison Bumgarner, Matt Cain, Tim Lincecum, before their age 24 season, they were averaging like 180 innings uh, per wow. season. But then after that age 24 season, Verlander really started to ramp it up. That's when he started becoming that 200 inning guy. And that's why he's one of the best pitchers today. You look at uh, Lincecum, wow. Kane, and Bumgarner. What that. were they doing at age 32? You know, their, their arms were essentially shot. So if you want to kind of limit the innings limit now because you're trying to extend his career further down the line, I get that. And what the Giants are doing with Harrison, I feel like that's kind of the, the plan that they're trying to go with there is he's 21 years old. You're 22 years old. He doesn't need to be hitting, you know, 200 inning paces just yet. Honestly, when he's wait till he's like 24, 25, even 26 before you get him on that 180, 200 inning pace. Right now, I'm OK with just, you know what? I want I want to see Kyle Harrison have a 17 year career, and you don't need to have that entire career in the first two seasons. No, I, I hear you. I, yeah. I'm with you on that one. There, there's no doubt about it. It's just you got to build this thing up a little. Like you can't go yeah. hitting the 300 pound benchmark um, if you don't work your way up. And so work your way up to 275 before yeah. you go trying to lift. And I, and I think that's what they're doing with Harrison. It's just I think it's going a little bit slower than we're used to. But again. What we've seen done in the past led to those pitchers' arms kind of falling apart in their 30s, and I think the goal is to make sure that doesn't happen with Harrison. Really okay. quick before we get out of here, I want to have a quick Logan Webb conversation. Uh, it's been kind of rough here, rough going here in the second half. He's got a, a 4.79 ERA in his last seven starts, 4.47 here in the second half after a 3.14 ERA in the first half. I challenged Logan Webb at the beginning of this month to really kind of carry this team. Didn't really work out that way. Uh, that being said, Shasky, I mean, he did sign that big deal at the start of the year. I think he still pitched very well this year. I think he's going to get some Cy Young votes at the end of the year. Not in like, he's not going to be in contention to win the award. He's not going to be in the final three, but when you go on the baseball reference page and look at the 2023 Cy Young votes, he'll probably be getting like one or two third or fourth place votes or something like that. Would you say that Logan Webb has kind of signing this deal? Do you feel like he's kind of lived up to the deal so far? Yes. Because to me, he's one of the few guys in the ro- he's the only guy in the rotation I trust to give me six every single time. And yeah. when he doesn't pitch well, I'm surprised. So he really is. I think he's been a stud. He really is. It was crazy. So he's gone. His last two starts have gone against Spencer Strider. And you brought this up in our text thread. Him and Strider's numbers, aside from the strikeouts, aren't really that different. Uh, ERA, you know, Webb's got the 351 to Strider's 346. Webb obviously leads the league in innings. Uh, Their whip, very similar. Uh, Webb's got the 1.1 to uh, Strider's 1.06. Webb walks guys less. His FIP's a little bit higher because he's kind of had that issue with the home runs. Uh, the, the opponent batting average is a little bit higher for Webb, 248 to 204 for Strider. But again, ground ball pitcher, you're going to be getting more contact there versus Strider being a strikeout pitcher. Overall, though, their numbers aren't that crazy. I think Strider is no. going to be a front runner for the Cy Young, though, uh, whereas Webb, again, just kind of outside that top tier. Here's the, the, the Strider-Webb comparison that blows my mind the most. Uh, when they've gotten two runs support or less, Logan Webb, that's happened to him 11 times. He's gotten two or less runs of support. Strider's only had two games where he's had two or less runs of support. Wow. Uh, three to five wow. runs with, with getting three to five runs of support. Webb, it's happened to him 12 times. He's five and two in those games. It's happened 10 times for Strider. He's six and one. Six or more runs of support, Shasky. It's only happened four times for Logan Webb. He's three and oh in those starts. 
14 times for Spencer Strider. Wow. Times his offense well, given six or more runs of support. I mean, he's got one of the one of the great lineups behind him. But he's got if Logan Webb was on the Braves, I mean, how much better wins. are his numbers looking? 15 so, wins, right? Yeah, probably. He's he's probably also, I mean, if Strider and Webb across atop that Braves rotation, the Braves would look more unbeatable than they do right now. So I'm still very bullish on Logan Webb. I still think that him and hopefully Kyle Harrison will make a great one-two punch atop this rotation. But yeah, I'm with you. I think so far he is living up to the deal. And he is he's a very easy guy to root for, a local guy. The fans really love him. Sets the tone with his play every day. I am shocked when he doesn't perform. I am, I'm still high on Logan Webb's future, though. I am, too. I think he's been an absolute stud. And I'm like, if they can get one other guy like Logan Webb, now we're cooking with oil. Yeah. And again, hopefully they just use them correctly because that's how we get into the mess that we are in right now. So this has been episode 73 of the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast, the episode where I officially decided I'm not in on Farhan anymore. So Mark Willard, it's up to you. You have to defend Farhan now. You're all alone in that. Uh, Anyway, for Sam Lumman here with Joe Shasky, we will catch you on the next one.